This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we are talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Chris Hodnett, and today I've got Missy Darden helping produce this episode. This is episode six. Our special guest today is operator Caleb Lee of Knollwood FSR in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Caleb, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining the show today. Uh, I know that you are very busy. I'd love to start off and just hear a little bit about your background. How'd you get into Chick-fil-A? What were you doing before you became an operator? Yeah, it's it's a fun story. I feel like I've had a a pretty windy road in my life, uh, starting out down in Texas. Um, uh, Made my way to Mary Harden Baylor, where I met Jared Johnson, um, who was a roommate of mine. And uh, fast forward, um, he became a Chick-fil-A operator. And I was in education, teaching and kind of climbing the ladder into administration. And he uh, put the bug in my ear over several years. Hey, you should think about Chick-fil-A. You would love it. You'd be good for it. And on a trip down to Texas, me and my family stayed with his family in St. Joseph, Missouri, where he was at at the time. And he said it again. And so I said, you know, you keep telling me this. Let's talk about it right now. My wife is here. Uh, and so we talked for several hours about the opportunity. And it, and it really got me curious. He gave me the book, Truett Cathy wrote, It's Easier to Succeed Than to Fail. I read that book, and that just kind of was what the tipping point was for me, is, is Truett's heart, what he had accomplished with his business just really uh, made me say, if that's what this company is about, I want to be a part of it. And so the rest is history. Very cool. Uh, it's it's always good to talk to a fellow former educator, and I, I think that you're probably doing as much education now with your team uh, as you were when you were working in the schools. Uh, so we do recognize that times are tough right now as it relates to talent in the restaurants. How's the talent situation going for you? Fortunately, um, we we got over a pretty big hurdle, you know, about a year ago. I. I after grand opening, we had a very tough labor market. Unemployment was just at 2%. Um, it was hard to find team members. And over time, as we built the culture in our restaurant and we continued to hire better and better people, we began to attract uh, a steady flow of, of applicants and family members and re- referrals. And so we have a really solid team right now and we haven't struggled lately. Uh, and I thank God for that because that's no fun. Um, we'll learn more as September starts and we see what happens, but we're banking on the way that we take care of our team and the way we communicate that to the community. Um, it helps keep a steady flow of quality people coming in. That's so great to hear. Uh, I know a lot of operators are really appreciative of your encouragement and, uh, and the ideas that they'll take away from this show, uh, hopefully um, with some of the strategy you've implemented. Speaking of strategy, your executive director, Drew, not even sure if you know this, but he reached out to us on Leadwell. He sent in, he said, uh, I think you need to talk to Caleb. He said, and this is a direct quote, I believe that Caleb can truly capture the heart of love and service, not only for our guests, but also our team members. So how, how does that make you feel hearing that from one of your executive directors? Yeah, it kind of catches me off guard a little bit um, that he, you know, I didn't know that he did that. It's kind of funny, but 
um, it makes me feel very proud um, of the the hard work that I've been doing, and it validates a lot of the you know the hard times, the struggles that I've gone through, and trying to build that. Um, that's part of my life calling to serve and grow people. It goes back to education and I brought that into the restaurant. And so, you know, I'm a big believer that if you love on people and you help people, um, along their journey, that they're going to want to give back to you. And so it's just natural, you know, loving on people, taking care of people, making sure that when they come to work, they feel good about being there. Um, because it's a bigger picture for me, you know, yeah, it's a business and we're trying to grow sales and we're trying to make money and, and do all the things that a good business owner is supposed to be trying to do. But along with that, you know, I believe the foundation for success that I've learned over time uh, from a lot of other successful folks is take care of your team, love on them, always try to innovate, always be asking the question, Am I taking good enough care of them? What what other things can I do? So I'm always, you know, asking around, looking around for ideas on how to level on the team. And and more importantly, I think the thing that I really figured out uh, through the fog of running a restaurant initially is I got to get people on my team who think like me and feel like me for people. And so I've got a few um, directors that are really good at executing the vision that I have for people. And that has really turned the corner for me. Once I, once I turned them folks loose and gave them the green light, I said, there there's, you have an open budget, spend as much money as you want, do whatever you want. Um, and I will support it as long as it's loving on the team. Um, you, you can do whatever you want. Uh, and I, and, and I think that that has kind of, an, you know, given them enthusiasm to say, okay, yeah, let's see what we can do. And they've done some really cool stuff with the team. Tell me about some of them. So what are what are some of those things they've done with their open budget? Well, um, it's not it's not groundbreaking, but catering in food um, is always fun, and they can use, pick any restaurant they want. I don't care how expensive it is. Um, sometimes the more expensive ones are are the ones that capture the team's attention because they've never had it before because it's out of reach. Um, so uh, catering in food. Um, uh, having a fully stocked, uh, you know, kind of break room with all kinds of drinks and snacks and things like that, so that it, whenever they're on break, they they have this thing, this whole choice set before them, and they don't always take advantage of it because we we're a restaurant, we got plenty of food to eat, and it's all really good, but it's that gesture of saying, hey, we 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 appreciate your hard work, and this is how we're recognizing it. Um, we celebrate everyone's birthday in a very special way. We've got a, uh, we use the catering box and we fill it with prizes and treats and thank you notes. Uh, it w- um, and we give that to the team. And, and I made a custom card that for their birthday, every team member gets to feed 10 people, up to 10 people free in the restaurant. So they can have their own little birthday dinner with their friends and family, up to 10 people. Uh, for their birthday. And that goes over pretty well too. The team likes that. They get to bring in a crowd of people and we set them up. Um, anniversary jars. Um, Hannah came up with this idea. She's got a mason jar. She fills it with their, she finds out what their favorite treat or snack is and she'll fill it up. It's a big ball mason jar and it's a, it's an anniversary thing along with um, 
every on every anniversary there's a there's a little bonus that goes with that uh for each year uh they'll get a multiple of of a dollar bonus a hundred dollars two hundred dollars three hundred dollars um, so that's just a few things. Yeah, you know, when you were talking earlier and you said a lot of your strategy revolves around this idea of loving on people. And I just, you know, I'm sitting back assuming I'm like, OK, I've, I've heard Caleb is rocking it in the hospitality arena. So, of course, these people he's loving on. He's obviously talking about his guest. And then you started talking about your team members. Like this strategy really starts with your team members. How does this strategy translate from your team members to your guests? Well, here's how I think about it. Um, my story, you know, is is an interesting story. Um, I feel blessed to be able to to say that God has taken me from a, a place when I was young of of great difficulty and a lot of obstacles, uh, financially, socially, emotionally, and brought me to this wonderful place where I'm at. But the one thing I can look back on and remember is that even though we were very poor and in a hard place, anybody that came to our trailer house uh, which is what we lived in um that door uh, we would open the door i'd watch my parents open the door and bring them inside the house and greet them a stranger and offer them a a tall cold glass of sweet tea and and that was kind of like the thing you know we always had uh sweet tea in the house and that was like the nice gesture uh, no matter who they were uh and you know to me that's a hospitality and so that's natural in me to think like that. Anybody that comes to our door, it's like, Hey, how are you doing? What's your name? Uh, how can I help you? Well, the the same way I grew up seeing that and that became a part of who I am. I believe that if we do the same thing with our team, we take good care of our team and, sh- and create the environment that even, even with interviews, even when people come in for an interview, we don't know if we're going to hire them, but the first thing we do is welcome them into our house. Hey, what would you like to drink? as you, as you meet with so-and-so, um, it's all on the house. And then when they leave, we say, Hey, why don't you get something to eat up for the road? Um, just showing them hospitality. So if we do hire them, they already get that from the very beginning, like, Hey, this place takes care of the team. They're generous. And so we continue to do that. And now our team has embraced that reputation and that, uh, being well known as a, a team that cares about people. Well, they're naturally going to care for our guests and treat them that way because that's how we treat them. You reopened the dining room earlier this year, I believe you said in March. Tell me how that's gone. How has it been reacclimating into a world of hospitality with the dining room? And I'm sure you have several team members who never worked in the dining room uh, prior to reopening. Just tell me a little bit about how that's gone. Sure. Like a lot of restaurants, the reopening was soft um, because the public, you know, was was just kind of learning about it and they're curious about, you know, dining out. Um, and so we had a slow start uh, and the team was they were fully ready. They were excited about it, ready to get guests in to take care of them. Um, and it was a, it was kind of a, a thing for us. We wanted to do it, too, because we had a lot of team members that uh, we wanted to have in the action that we just couldn't schedule them because we were drive through drive through only. And so it allowed us to kind of open up our schedule a little bit, get the team members a few more hours. Uh, and so we could serve the guests in the dining room over time. It's gotten, you know, crowded. People have become more confident, uh, dining in restaurants and our team loves it. You know, we got a full, full dining room at our peak times. 
and it feels like old times, which is what I like. Uh, you know, I feel like the dining room, dining room is a, a key element of a restaurant, um, especially our concept. So it's nice to have. I want to give some time here for Missy. If, if you want to jump in, if you have any questions for Caleb. I do appreciate you sharing about your heart for caring for your team and for the community. Um, and I'm just curious to hear from you how you fill your cup back up as an operator. It sounds like you pour into a lot of people continuously. So what do you do to take care of yourself during this season, especially? Yeah, that's a good question. I've learned a lot about that in the last almost four years now since I've had my restaurant because I, I ran on adrenaline for about two years and I loved every minute of it. Uh, and I faced quite a few challenges that, that we've all heard about. It's a hard, it's a hard job to get stabilized, but for me, I think, you know, obviously my faith contributes to that. I, I, I've, I've been able to have my moments alone with the Lord and through prayer and meditation that helps. Um, but y- you know, this has to do with the new concept I've been presenting to my team lately is about passion. Um, what you're, you, uh, you know, you can have passion for something, but you have to, passion requires fuel. And so what fuels your passion? And I'm still learning about the answer to that question. And, and I'd love to hear from other people what their thoughts are, but what I'm arriving at right now is, uh, what fuels the passion is is your your why. What if you've identified a purpose in your life, um, that helps fuel your passion. But then there's also past experiences in your life, things that you've seen and done and experienced that you 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 never get too far away from that you can't remember what it's like. And so um, I allow the things in my past, both good and bad, to fuel my passion to continue to love on people. Um, and then you have teamwork. You know, this is something my my executive director Drew said. He feels like passions, a uh, fuel's passion is is when a team's working really well together. It really is satisfying, and it makes you feel good. And and that, and that's true. It does that for me. So when I look at my team, and I see the result of the hard work, and I I see them growing as people and as leaders, that refuels me, and. And it, it just feels really good uh, to see me, my team um, accomplishing the vision. And so it was something I didn't mention, you know, we have a twofold vision for my business is uh, we want to be well known as an excellent restaurant. And to make that happen, we want to be well known as an organization that grows and develops people. Uh, because we believe if we do that first, we're going to be well known as an excellent restaurant. And, and they've really taken that to heart. They've worked hard at it. And we've accomplished that. We are well known in our community. And, and it's fun to, to see them owning it. And so I go home at night and I think about the ideas that they're bringing to me, the problems that they're solving. And that fills me up just seeing that happen. And I, I want to continue to offer that to more and more team members. And so we're focused on growing and developing people. For me, that's, that's where it's at. Caleb, last question. We always like to ask the operators this question. You've got a really captive audience, a lot of operators, a lot of restaurant leaders listening right now. And this this concept of loving on people, hospitality for the team members, for that translating to the guests, what's one piece of advice you have for everyone listening right now? 
I, 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 I guess I, every year that goes by and the more work I do with my team and their, their unique life experiences, I just want so bad to help people find uh, peace in their heart and rest in their life. Just knowing that regardless of the job that they're doing or, or the circumstances that they're in, that, that they matter, you know, and that, and they got somebody that believes in them. I want, I, I tell my team all the time, I, 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 when I go in the restaurant, I make sure to walk by every team member and touch them on the shoulder and say, hello. And, and thank you for being here. And, and, and then for my lead, my team and my leaders that I feel like are really uh, going above and beyond, I make sure to tell them, I'm so glad you're on my team. I just want you to know that. Um, and then, and then for the ones that have been with me for a while, I just feel compelled. Like I can't not say this to them, but I, I, I tell them like, Hey, listen, I want you to know something. You've been working with me for three years now and you've been through the hard times that we went through. And I just want you to know that the hard work, the perseverance, the loyalty that you've shown me is really special to me because the work that you've done has helped support my business. And more importantly, it has impacted my family. And I want you to know that, um, that I truly appreciate the commitments that you've made to me in this business and my family. And that'll do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, LeadWell is your go-to resource for articles, videos, podcasts, and all other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. If you've got questions, send them in. We'll answer them on the podcast. You can email those to leadwell at chickfilacom For Caleb and Missy, I'm Chris Hodnett, and we will talk with you next time. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses. 